Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor, working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You're listening to episode 53, The Opposite of Not Enough. Welcome to this week's episode, y'all. Really happy to be sitting in my garage to record and share with you today. So that's my first thing that I have to share is a little orientation to the fact that I'm in my garage. I'm not a professional podcaster with a studio or a soundproof room. I record wherever there's a relatively quiet space in my home or around in my life. And today it's the garage. Uh, So there might still be some outside noises because my garage, um, is not completely like closed off. There's like the walls and roof, but there's a little gap to where you can still hear something. So heads up, there may be some sounds that we have to work with as part of our present moment experience today. And speaking of working with and doing this work together, as always, if you'd like to support the show and the work that we do here together on the Awareness Offerings podcast, best ways to do so are by rating and or leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. If you feel called to share by word of mouth or social media, that's also incredible because all of these things just help more people find the show. I appreciate that and I'll say it every week, always do, always will. My greatest appreciation is that you're here. So thank you. Let's be here. Let's go into our opening practice of singing the sound of Om one time. Om is said to be the sound of consciousness, the sound of the universe. So singing it is sort of an ask to connect to something bigger or deeper as the basis for our awareness and for our practice that we'll share today. So you can do that by singing Om out loud, or you can practice by listening. If you're coming along with me, you might get your body into a comfortable position. You might choose to close your eyes or take a soft gaze by looking down your nose or toward the floor if it is supportive and safe to do those things. If nostril breathing is available to you today, you might take a big breath in through your nose here and a full breath out through your nose, clearing some space. And then we'll inhale for OM. Thank you for joining me in that practice. And now we'll go into this week's discussion. So the idea of not enoughness has been really present lately, it feels like. Not enoughness as in a repetitive, really deep-rooted thought pattern that tells us that is a story that's a narrative that we are not good enough whether that is you know in a certain situation for like an opportunity or a person or just a general sense that something is always wrong because we're just we're just doing it wrong we're doing life wrong and we're just not enough that pattern has seemed to be very present lately both you know for me and my inner work as i sort of 
sort through my stuff on a continuous basis, which is the practice, right, of living an aware life is just sorting through our stuff and becoming aware of where we're stuck so we can be unstuck over and over. So in my life and in like the inner work that I that I'm doing with with friends and with communities that theme just seems to be really present and in work that I do with clients I currently see counseling clients on an internship basis as I study for my masters of social work from Florida State University and for clients that theme has been coming up as well not enoughness and as I was sitting with a client just looking at and working with this really deep-rooted, very human, but very sticky and oftentimes painful pattern of not enoughness, something came up that I want to share. I was teaching a meditation, or, or teaching is not the right word, I was sharing a meditation practice in a session with a counseling client. And as I was sharing this meditation, this idea came through. I said it out loud, but as I've often shared on this podcast, when I say things out loud that feel really profound to me, um, it doesn't, I don't feel as if they're my words. One, because I, I want to remain grounded and I don't want to kind of get caught in this ego pattern of, oh, I have all these amazing, profound ideas, although, you know, it's okay to own our greatness too, but it's kind of a grounding practice, but also because that's what my tradition teaches, is that the sacred teachings that we're all connected to and that those of us who practice connect to on purpose each time we share practice, the sacred teachings belong to no one. They are the sacred. So when I open my mouth and something cool comes out, I assume it's the sacred, and I was sharing this meditation practice with my client as we were really engaging with this tough theme of not enoughness and I wanted to share it here as well unconditional love is the opposite of not enoughness unconditional love is the opposite of not enoughness So if we're working with feeling like we're not enough and we're either getting tired of walking through the world feeling that way because it can be exhausting and painful or if it's hurting us and we just, we don't want to live that way anymore, we might be seeking ways to kind of disconfirm that narrative. This It's usually this repetitive story in our minds. It might not even be a story that came from us. As I'm finding in the work I'm doing with myself and my communities and clients, it's often something that's given to us from really broken systems outside of us, but it's a narrative that repeats itself. So the idea is we want to disconfirm it. We want to kind of, um, what's a good way to describe what disconfirm means? Um, Well, confirming, affirming two similar ideas is when we kind of support something. We we position it as true and there is evidence or um, reality that supports it. So to disconfirm is to turn toward the reality that what's what's the word the word is it's like right there but it's not coming to my mind right now it's to disconfirm is to turn toward the reality that speaks to the opposite of whatever belief system we're working against so we want to try to disconfirm or 
this narrative of, of not enoughness. And typically what that means is we want to like balance it out. We want to turn toward the opposite of that. And so the idea that kind of came up in this shared space, right? It wasn't for me, especially because my client was present too. And so it was truly a shared energy that was not about me. But this idea that came up is that unconditional love is the opposite of not enoughness. So if we're trying to stop walking through the world like we're not enough because it takes so much energy and it's really painful and it keeps us small and it can oftentimes keep us from helping other people because we're so busy thinking we're not enough to actually do something. But if we want to disconfirm that, if we want to find the opposite, it may be true that unconditional love is the opposite of not enoughness. And if I think about that idea, if I pull it apart in my mind a little bit, that makes sense to me. Because not enough says or implies the idea that someone can be not enough for someone or something. It implies that there are certain conditions that one has to be, that one has to meet. Certain conditions that have to be met before someone can be enough. That there's a way to be enough. There are conditions that have to be met so that one can finally be enough. If they don't feel like they're enough, that must imply that someday or in some way one can be enough, but it, it, it requires conditions to be met. Whereas unconditional love is the idea that we are worthy of feeling whole and seen and protected and cared for, loved, regardless of any conditions. There are no steps to take. There is nothing to do. There's no way to be enough or not enough because we just are. And that is the basis for our worthiness of love, for our recognizing ourselves as love, for our giving of love to other people, for our receiving of love. The opposite of not enoughness is unconditional love. And I'm aware that that's a beautiful thing to say, but how do we actually feel that and know that and embody it and, and live it? Because that can be much trickier. We can say it out loud all we want, which, you know, words have power, words contain energy. So there's something to that. But how do we actually know that in our bodies in an embodied way so that we don't have to feel the pain of not enoughness anymore and walk through the world like that? I feel aware that, you know, it's, it, can, it can be tricky to just find unconditional love. Once we understand this idea that the opposite of our not enoughness is unconditional love, it's not as if we can just say, okay, now I love myself and I'm loving myself. Okay, more loving myself. All right, unconditional love. Got it. We can't just like think or, or speak our way into it. Again, it has to be something embodied, a tangible, actual energy and shift and transformation. And so when we can't just will our way into unconditional love on our own, that's when sacred connection comes in. At least this is my understanding from my study of the spiritual path and of the sacred as they relate to yoga and spirituality um, from my teachers and my lineage. That's why the idea of sacred connection exists and is so important and is so central to so much of, of classical spirituality and yogic tradition. Because that tells us, sacred connection tells us, we don't actually have to do it on our own. Once we understand that unconditional love is the opposite of not enoughness, 
we don't then just have to muscle our way into that understanding. We don't have to will it to be true, will ourselves to just experience unconditional love on our own. The idea is that we're never on our own. That sacred energy, as my spiritual teacher, my primary teacher, my beloved Swami Jayadevi would say, sacred energy never abandons us. It's always with us. And so we have this opportunity to not only remember our worthiness of unconditional love, but remember in that and in all things that we are not alone. And to ask, to ask for it. So that it doesn't have to just be based on sheer willpower alone. I almost said, you know, it doesn't just have to come from us. Ultimately, it does come from us, right? Our unconditional love can be generated from within. But that doesn't mean it has to be done alone. Because sacred connection is an internal process, an internal relationship. And so it is sacred connection that gives us the opportunity to say, okay, I know, I see. It's like this, this, this cycle, or I don't know if it's a cycle, it's this process where it's like, okay, I see, I have awareness. That's one of the first like, steps of, of transformation and spiritual practice is just bringing awareness to something. Like we would bring awareness to our breath at the beginning of a yoga practice. So it can start by just acknowledging, okay, I'm aware of my not enoughness, of that deep-rooted and painful and sticky pattern that I'm living And then the first thing is, or excuse me, that's the first thing. But the next thing is curiosity and awareness about a different way, which is when we might come to that understanding that unconditional love is the opposite of not enoughness. And then the next step is asking, saying, okay, I know this is true, but I still don't quite know how to make it happen for myself. So maybe it's not about me. And maybe perhaps understanding that it's not about me can get me out of my own shit, out of those repetitive thought patterns that tell me I'm not enough. Maybe understanding that it's not about me can help me decenter myself so that I don't have to be worried about whether I'm enough or not. And in making it not about me, maybe I can ask for help in feeling the unconditional love that is the opposite of my not enoughness. And so that is where that sacred connection comes in. And as I've been talking about this not enoughness with other people, I found myself sometimes talking about ma. Ma is multiple things to me. Ma is the name of my guru, of the primary teacher in my lineage, in my tradition of yoga that I study and that I am initiated in. She is, you know, my spiritual teacher, Swami Jayadevi. She is Swami's teacher and the primary teacher and founder of this lineage. Her name was Ma Jaya, and she was this force. She was an AIDS activist, powerful spiritual teacher, a wild and wildly embodied woman who said no to a lot of expectations and forged her own path. She was a death doula. She was a yoga practitioner and teacher. She was a force, and she embodied unconditional love. So that's one of the things that ma means to me, but ma is also a a sacred syllable. It's a Sanskrit syllable that just refers to the idea of the mother, capital T, capital M, the mother. This concept, this spiritual concept of, of unconditional love. That's what ma and the mother mean, unconditional love. 
because the idea is that mother energy, and I know that this might be very complex for a lot of us, so I'll kind of pick it apart a little bit, but the idea comes from the fact that mother energy at its highest, at its most pure and sacred represents fierce, unconditional love, love no matter what, wild love, protective love. And there are all these in the Hindu tradition, which deeply influences the path of yoga, there are all these forms of the mother that are wild and gorgeous, and they all represent unconditional love. And of course, I I name that and acknowledge in that, that it's not always true in our, our earthly existence that the mother, the energy of the mother is always unconditionally loving. I think it's just a word that has been attached to this concept to help our human minds understand something that is so big and so vast that we can't really understand it, but we try. And so we attach these concepts to it. So we've attached the mother to it, but really it's unconditional love, which is huge. How do we ever understand that? Unconditional love. This huge energy. I've been taught that love is the biggest energy in the, v- the universe unconditionally, no matter what. That's a huge thing. So how do we even understand that? We've tried with attaching the idea of the mother to it. So the syllable ma also means unconditional love. And so I've been inviting and using that syllable as a practice for calling on unconditional love. To me... That sound is imbued with the energy of unconditional love. And so by saying it, I'm asking, right? I am acknowledging that I have not enoughness, that I have unworthiness. I am getting curious about a different way, about this idea of unconditional love. And then I'm acknowledging that one, it's not about me. It doesn't have to center me because when we get caught in being unworthy, we're actually really centering ourselves because we're kind of attached to what we're not. But also that it doesn't have to come just from me. I don't have to do it alone. And so I'm using ma as a way of saying, okay, I'm asking now. If I don't have to do it on my own, if it's not about me, give it to me. Ma, 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 unconditional love, unconditional love, unconditional love. And I just wanted to share this process with you because it feels helpful. I, I'm sensing in my world in so many different places this theme of not enoughness coming up. So I can imagine since we're all interconnected here in this, this human existence that you might be feeling that too. And it feels helpful to really just sit with this idea that if we're noticing our not enoughness, and we want to get curious about a different way, unconditional love is the opposite. It is that different way. And even then, we don't have to make it happen for ourselves. We don't have to use our willpower just to get there. Unconditional means we don't actually have to even do anything for it. So we can just ask through the the spiritual gift of sacred connection. And my tool I've been offering and using for that is ma. Ma, which means unconditional love the love of the mother or the love of the sacred or the love of the earth or whatever connects you to unconditional love. So now I've kind of laid out how I've been sharing and practicing. Let's do it. Let's practice. (laughs) 
This is the moment in the Awareness Offerings podcast where we transition from discussion into meditation, into embodied practice. So if you are not in a position to sit and get still for a moment, this might be a good time to pause and come back when you are. If you are coming along now, first invitation is find a comfortable seated position. For me, that's any seat, any seat at all, any position you want to place your legs in, any surface you want to sit on, like a cushion or a chair or the bed, any support you want to add, like something underneath your hips or knees or a back against or a wall for your back to rest against, any of those options, as long as you have space in your spine, as long as you can lengthen your spine, the central channel of energy in your body, which allows your energy, your awareness to move more freely. So finding whatever seat that might be for you, and then you might settle in by choosing to close your eyes. You never have to close your eyes though. You might also just take a soft gaze by looking down your nose or toward the floor. However you choose to do it, you're just minimizing external stimuli so you have a little more bandwidth to be with your internal experience. So you turn toward yourself. And perhaps you begin a practice of breath awareness here. That first step in this process of transformation we've been speaking about in this podcast, which is really a mirror, practice mirrors the process of transformation and transformation mirrors practice. So just like we would bring our awareness to our pattern in the case of what we're talking about today, not enoughness, we just start by bringing awareness to the breath. Starting with awareness always a place to start and you don't have to do anything that's the thing you don't have to change your breath here you don't have to make anything happen with the breath do anything with it you just observe it you become aware that it's happening like you would witness a sunset or a bird and things you can notice about your breath to start to witness it are the sound The movement in your body, the way that your front body perhaps expands on an inhale and contracts on an exhale. The temperature of the air when it goes in and when it releases. Even the length, the amount of time it takes to breathe in and out for you. Whatever you center into, it's a centering practice, just inviting our mind, body, and focus into one place. And we continue to hold that container of awareness, just bringing the act, the art of witnessing to whatever's here, what the body feels like right now, what emotions or energies are moving through or present, even what thoughts are kind of calling to our minds. By observing the thoughts, we don't have to grab onto them. So that can be part of this witnessing as we settle and arrive And as we give ourselves time and space, we've settled, in, we've settled into our awareness and now we give ourselves time and space to be where we are, 
There's nowhere else to be and nothing else we have to do, at least for these next few breaths. And in that greater sense of spaciousness, we give ourselves room for that curiosity. Like we talked about earlier, a curiosity about a different way of being that is not the same as the patterns that cause us pain, like a pattern of not enoughness. So as you give yourself the space, know that curiosity can live there. You're creating the conditions for that. You might get curious about what it would feel like to allow space and curiosity to allow them to live in your body, in your heart. And from that space of curiosity about a different way of being, about transformation, which is what a different way of being means, Maybe we move into that third phase of this process that we've been sitting with in this episode where we realize that we don't have to make it happen. We don't have to make the new way of being happen. We don't have to force it. It doesn't have to be about us because making things about us is what got us in the mess in the first place. So instead we ask... And here we might ask for unconditional love, the energy of unconditional love, sacred energy, through a silent mantra, a mantra that we say in the mind, which means we can do it anytime and anywhere, even outside of this formal practice. We might use the silent mantra of ma, the syllable that is one representation of the sacred energy of unconditional love. You might inhale, maybe in through your chest or wherever you want to put the energy of love in your body, the syllable ma in your mind. And exhale, ma. And that's our practice here, asking unconditional love, be with me by inhaling the silent mantra, ma. Exhaling, ma. Inhaling, ma. Exhaling, ma. And there are different ways we can do this to make it work for ourselves. You might just let the sound in your mind be short and sweet, like I've said it out loud here, ma. You might repeat it if you want to kind of link up the sound in your mind to the length of your breath. You might say ma, ma, ma as you inhale, ma, ma, ma as you exhale. Or you might hear it in your mind like you would hear a mantra or a sound being sung aloud with length and tone like ma. And you might hear that in your own mind, reverberating through your skull on the in-breath and out-breath. 
however it works for you, let's inhale and exhale the silent mantra of Ma, asking for the sacred energy of unconditional love to disconfirm any not-enoughness in this practice today. breath in with your silent mantra and a full breath out and notice as you let that mantra that practice dissolve and come back to that foundation of awareness just notice how does it land where do you feel it in your body what do you feel what thoughts have come up in response to this No wrong answer or awareness point to any of this. We just notice and begin to digest the effects of the practice. And one thing that can happen as we call on sacred support is that there's always an answer, whether we feel it or hear it immediately or not. So you might take a moment to imagine feeling yourself receiving unconditional love or just setting the intention of feeling that if it feels like too much to allow it in right now. And we'll close this meditation for now with three clearing breaths, sighing breaths, a sigh A strong exhalation can release maybe tension and maybe we put some of that not enoughness on the breath to imagine whatever is ready to go, going. So you might inhale through your nose and sigh. And we'll take twice. We'll take two more. One more. As you're ready, you can begin to blink your eyes open. You can begin to move your body. Bringing some awareness back into your external space, but perhaps keeping or imagining or holding the intention of of internal perception still even as you move out of the space of formal meditation you've called on the sacred energy of unconditional love here and that doesn't just it's not just a 
a one and done thing where we ask and maybe we imagine it coming in during practice and then it's over. It's a continuous process, like the dance of the Divine Mother. So we move it into the world and we do the dance. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Laura Tara, L-A-U-R-A-T-A-R-A, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Oxella Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram. <laughs>